So the recommendation is that that piece be broken off as a feeder route. And so you see it coming from Cabrillo College, going down and heading up Freedom Boulevard. We'll get to Watsonville, and I'll show you what it does, does there. But the idea is that allows more of your, of your service to all go into Watsonville from the Highway 1 side, which means better service to both downtown uh, Watsonville and to Watsonville Hospital, both of which are much bigger transit destinations than anything on the rural part of Freedom Boulevard. Aptos High School, remember generally about high schools, they produce a bunch of demand once a day or twice a day at their peak times, but they don't fill buses all day. They don't generate the kind of all-day demand that a hospital does or a big downtown does. So, finally to Watsonville. I have unscrambled a lot of incredibly complicated transit networks in my day, and Watsonville is really still kind of amazing to me how complicated <laughs> the existing network is. It's an enormous tangle of overlapping buses, none of which are likely to be coming when you need them. These pale blue lines mean a bus coming once an hour. We know we can do a lot better for this than Watson, in Watsonville, not just in terms of their access to Santa Cruz, but also just the ability to get around town. So there's the existing network, and here's the proposed. So as you see, in the proposed network, we've done a lot of streamlining to get you four one, two, three, four significant half-hourly routes operating locally in Watsonville that are now frequent enough to really be useful. And in certain cases, there'll be some, uh, some effective uh, combined frequencies higher than that. So again, by breaking off the 73 into a local route, the, freedom, the rural part of Freedom Boulevard, we can now have four buses an hour coming down Highway 1, half of which, Route 1, come off at Airport Way, go through the hospital, go over to Freedom Center and come down Freedom and Lincoln into downtown. The other half of them come straight in on Main Street into downtown. They come together downtown. So this is now enough frequency that the main destinations inside Watsonville are connected with each other with a bus that has some hope of coming somewhere near when you need it. Also, we have a new half-hourly route that goes out Main Street, turns and um, goes up um, Green Valley across the center of the city to Freedom Plaza, and then it's continuing on north at Green Valley and has two hourly branches. Route 79, which goes out to the east, we've doubled the frequency on this route. It's currently only every hour. To do that, however, we've had to come off of a, take service off of a little street called Martinelli, whose service was only running in one direction anyway, and therefore wasn't really that useful and wasn't really being used. So there's some people on Martinelli who will have to walk further to service, but they were already walking to service in one direction anyway because the service was only running in one direction. So um, those are some of the adjustments. Route 78 also is a new service that covers Beach and Ohlone on the west side and the county uh, social services that are on that cul-de-sac um, off of Harkins Slough near the freeway. And that then flow on through to, carry, to, to do some other bits of coverage up to Freedom Plaza. So, um, Quite a different structure in Watsonville. Uh, oh, one other thing, 91 is there just a couple trips on the peak. We want there to be a lot more of it, but we're going to start with just a couple trips on the peak to start is what we can afford now. 91 is proposed to be different than the old 91 some people remember. In the old 91 some people remember it was Watsonville Cabrillo College, Santa Cruz. But now, with the new 1 and 2, Watsonville has a nice express to Cabrillo College anyway. Uh, the 1 and 2 already do that. So we're going to suggest that the new 91 not stop at Cabrillo College, that it be a non-stop from Watsonville to Santa Cruz. 
We think that'll be more effective. We think that'll deliver travel times to be more useful to a lot of people. So the other improvements in phase one, routes one, two, and three would each operate every 30 minutes later in the evening than now uh, until 9 p.m. And there'd be some service on them every 60 minutes all the way till midnight. So until 9 p.m. in both directions, if you think about how these services add, add up, there's a bus every 15 minutes between Santa Cruz and Watsonville. There's a bus every 10 to 20 minutes at Cabrillo College to both Santa Cruz and Watsonville. And there's a bus every 30 minutes or better on all parts of Soquel Drive. So if the board approves the phase one proposal today, and the project team will immediately proceed to preparing the major service change to be implemented in December. A bunch of tasks that have to be done right away, writing or publishing new route maps and schedules, preparing for the re-signing of bus stops in late December, writer and public information efforts throughout this period. At this point, I would like to stop and answer any of your questions about phase one, anything that you feel you need to know in order to make a decision. And then I think the next step would be to go into the public hearing. Thank you, Mr. Walker. I'll bring it to our director's questions. Okay, Vice Chair. I just want to make sure I understood. The 25% increase in service, that's in phase one by December? That's, that's what we're looking at, yeah, Fantastic. being able to do that. Thank you. Director Rockin. Could you comment on the extent to which making these changes in December helps pave the way for phases two and three versus if we imagine the other way around. It was where do we want to be in the end and, and you know, get ourselves in front of the voters and do all this stuff. Um, are we, is there a waste in this step or not? Or how do you sort of view that question? Um, I'm going to defer to your CEO, I think, on that, whose job it is to actually uh, deliver this. I, 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 I would say that the strategy that has been articulated to us and that we certainly don't disagree with is to recognize that the hunger for better transit service is so intense that the sooner you do something about it, the more positive feedback you're going to get to go into later phases. But I don't know if your CEO wants to make additional comments about that. Yeah, I would just mention that this phase one really is a building block for phase two, uh, which you'll see if you like phase one. <laughs> and- uh, I do like phase one. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, this is, uh, Pretty cool stuff, pretty neat stuff. I mean, this, this is good service for people who are hungry for it. But um, phase two, we were anticipating, we can talk more about it after we uh, exit phase one and start talking about phase two. But phase two was really something that staff wanted to get off the ground in the first half of 2024. So this phase one happens in December and then very quickly gets replaced by phase two. It's a brief phase one, a building block, and then phase two comes in. Um, Director Downing and then Director Hagler. What type of tracking are you going to be doing of the phase one um, implementation so that we can review it to make potential changes during the next phases? I keep thinking about the 91X and how that isn't going to stop at Cabrillo anymore, and you mentioned that, you know, that's taken care of. But I just wondered what measures are going to be put in place, because we're making some changes now, um, and we're going to make more. So maybe you could tell us a little bit more about tracking that and how how you'll incorporate that into the next phases. Do you sure. have thank interesting you. new information from it? Yeah, thank you for the question. So uh, we currently have automatic passenger counters installed fleet-wide, which is the first time in metro history, which allows us to track ridership 
every stop throughout the system. We've never been able to do that. And we also think it'll be NTD certified, so it means we can certify the data to the FTA by the end of the year. Um, so as soon as the phase goes in, we'll be tracking data at every stop uh, in real time, essentially. Uh, the second piece is we have this new uh, computer-aided dispatch uh, automatic vehicle locator system installed as well, which is giving us all the real-time information that's out there on the street. So we'll also be able to track reliability, runtime, and make adjustments to the schedule we go through. So really for the first time in the three and a half years that I've been here, we actually have data, uh, good data, robust data, to track not just ridership but uh, on-time performance and travel time. As opposed to a one-day-a-year survey. Yeah. Us, yeah. Uh, my questions, I think, are for Mr. Walker, um, I'm, and they have to deal with schedule, uh, meaning the timeline for implementation. And I'd appreciate a reality check. If we have three months from today until we implement this, is that realistic for educating our community on the changes that we're bringing about? These are significant changes on routing, numbers, and so forth. Uh, and the second part is... I believe that the Pacific Station reconstruction is now postponed until February. So we'll implement the winter quarter service in uh, December, and then we'll have to move the downtown facilities mid-quarter. We have two changes going on. That makes sense? Looking for the reality and the comfort of implementing and educating the public. I'm not going to tell you that you can't do it. Yeah. I think that it is it certainly my the thing thing I can say as a consultant it is I normally would advise allowing six months for these tasks, but you have a different situation. You have a relatively compact community. You have uh, an extremely motivated leadership that's very committed to doing this, and I think you also have a, a rather well networked community where I think education is going to be easier than it is in a lot of places. Although it's still a lot of work, especially when we're getting into the minority language communities and people who aren't as plugged into the process. But I'm not going to say it's impossible. I think it can succeed. Thank you. I have quite a few questions, sorry. Um, so just so I'm clear, phase one, we'll start with phase one. Um, it looks like the 15 would cease to exist. Can you verify whether or not that's just a numbering convention and if the capacity will still remain? So let's count capacity going up the hill here. So what you have right now on uh, going between downtown and the university is three half-hourly routes plus two hourly routes. So that's two, four, six, eight buses an hour. What you have here is two 15-minute routes, a 30-minute route, and a 60-minute route. So that's eight, nine, 10, 11, uh, that's 8, 9, 10, 11 buses an hour. So the total quantity of service going up the hill is going up from 8 buses an hour to 11 buses an hour, which is why you won't miss the 15. Notice, for example, that the...